Season 5, Episode 15, Rebirth. Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. Last episode of Season 5, thank you for being here. Five whole seasons of stories, lessons, observations, pain, love, and more. The process of self-discovery is a never-ending journey, which is completely fine because why would we rush it? This process is about enjoying the journey, not obsession with achieving the goal. We need to begin to see things differently and accept that we don't know so that we can be curious instead of frustrated when that discovery arises. No, we do not know, and that's okay. We've been told that we need to know. What? You didn't know? Incomes, the shaming, or jokes. Yes, I don't know. I am open to that statement because that means that I am available to listening and learning. How about after this season we begin to normalize not knowing? How about after today we begin to embrace the fact that we don't have all the answers? How about after this moment we stop lying to ourselves and others by pretending we know? I've learned so much about myself and life. From writing the first episode till now, there has been so much information I've learned that I think is fascinating. A lot of discovery that it wouldn't be right for me not to share it with you. I hope that you are still open to having these conversations. Everything I have shared with you has helped me, served me, throughout the journey. At times I didn't understand, accept, or internalized the information right away but I made sure I put a pin on it before completely dismissing it. What I thought my life was and what I was meant to do, what I liked or disliked, why I liked or disliked, my opinions and my behavior was all a lie. I had convinced myself of ideas that were not mine and unconsciously accepted them as my truth. It would have been nice if the people that surrounded me knew better, but they didn't. Therefore, generational patterns are perpetuated and no one ever questions themselves. We all feel the pressure at some point to know it all, have the answers. We are expected to have it all figured out after college, if not earlier. The societal and cultural pressures have pushed us into lying to ourselves and others and, unfortunately, we end up living a lie and we also end up living in a lie, where we all participate in it and unconsciously accept it. Instead of stopping for a second and asking the most important questions, or any question for that matter. When we attach ourselves to ideas, we stop ourselves from growing. When we already have strong opinions that do not allow us to listen to others, we already believe they are wrong, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Even if we know the topic at hand, up and down, left and right, open yourself up to the conversation. Because we won't see a conversation as an opportunity to teach someone or help someone. We will see it as just wanting to be right and letting the other know they're ignorant and wrong. So even if you think you know, how about you embrace the other side, not knowing as well? Just see what happens. Before jumping into an argument or discussion and wanting to correct everyone, take a breath. If you take being right and then being wrong so personal... I urge you to dig deep because there must be something unhealed, broken, that is pushing you to react. There is a trigger that has presented itself to you. Deal with it accordingly. 
Matrix the movie was released in 1999, and I urge you to watch it again if you have followed this podcast throughout the years. It truly was ahead of its time. I get it now. I cannot find the right words, but I've recently watched it and I get it. It's about the waking up to the reality of the lies. What we think matters doesn't. That is the base of our existence. We have been conditioned to believe that what we care about has value. From money to toxic relationships, we get caught up in the matrix. We want to make the lie work. We do not want to see the truth because the ripple effect would be devastating to our whole existence. The awakening process, the healing journey, the truth is much tougher than you think. It's a hard pill to swallow. I'm not talking about someone lying on you, though that is a part of it. I'm talking about finally seeing that it was all a lie, an idea that was taught, a concept that was internalized as a universal truth. That is how much power we have. Let me remind you of this. If you don't want to believe or do something, you can say no. But if there is something hidden inside of you that does align with it, it will resonate some way, somehow. The healing journey is a journey, not the end. But it certainly marks the beginning of something new. You have to deal with the broken pieces left behind. It is you and only you who can do the work, no one else. No matter how close you are to others, it is about you. Do not trick yourself into believing otherwise because you came to this world alone and you shall leave alone, so take that as you wish. Attachment is truly the root of suffering, like Buddha told us, but it has so many layers that we need to always come back to what he said. It is true. Buddha existed. Buddhism happened because of his existence, and he was made as a symbol for others to become attached to instead of looking at him differently. You don't have to get lost in the life of any guru or spiritual leader to do the work. You do not have to join a cult or a religion officially to do this. But you must believe that you can, even if you feel that there is no north to follow. I've felt this before, and I've asked the universe life God to send me someone, a teacher, who could take my hand and guide me. But life is wise, and there was a reason behind that. I was going to get lost in the idea of someone. I was going to attach myself to a person, and I was going to fail at doing the work. Life was talking to me and telling me, everyone is your teacher if you decide to view them as such. Every situation is a lesson. Every person we send your way that you decide to form a relationship with is a lesson as well. You, Alejandra, do not need someone to have it all figured out. You need to trust that you can figure it out on your own. Just be open to that. Makes sense now, <laughs> but back then... I was fighting with what was and wasn't because I was attached to the idea of someone. I didn't want to do it alone. I was still in need of healing that side of me, hence why no one ever came, and now I know that's okay. People can help you to get to the neighborhood of where you need to be, but it's up to you and only you to find your home, your true self. No one can but you. It doesn't mean that you will be alone at all times. It means that you trust that you can do it without depending on others or giving them the responsibility to figure it out for you. For us to see the truth, we must identify the lie. 
And this is where it gets too hot in the kitchen sometimes. Yet, you must stay and figure it out. It ain't pretty, but it's worth it. St. John of the Cross wrote a poem about the dark night of the soul, but he didn't give the poem this name. If you have heard this before, you know this is going to be a heavy episode. Or not, it's all about your perspective, but Google dark night of the soul and have fun with the information that exists. I had never had conversations about the soul or spirit or any of that because growing up, I was taught that all of those conversations didn't matter because the church had it all figured out. So what I had to do was just to go to church, which I barely did, if ever. The church to me is just a place that people use to feel better and find some sort of meaning on this earth, but without actually doing the work. You say one thing and then do another. You use Jesus as a weapon or God and then talk about love or faith. Hence why I am a Catholic on paper, because there was never a choice to make in my country. But I am not at the same time because I do my own thing and have my own relationship with the God of my understanding when with my soul. Throughout the years, I started to learn more and more about everything and nothing. I realized that these spiritual leaders, like Jesus, had more to them than just the stories we're told over and over again. His purpose goes beyond his sacrifice for our sins. He is someone we need to study and read about because it shows us a reflection of our potential. Not about being a perfect human, who he wasn't, but it's perpetuated in these religious circles. But about going through life with a deeper understanding of our mortality, our soul, and God. After reading Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth and the Power of Now, after listening to Ian Levanzant talk about her life and experience, I realized that I needed to recalibrate my understanding of God, Christ, my soul, my human side, and life itself. I see and understand now that the image of Christ on the cross is very powerful because its meaning goes beyond the man on the cross. It's about the representation of death of the ego and his resurrection is about the awakening of the soul. The cross he carried up the hill was the burden we all carry through life. His wounds were showing us our inner wounds and the pain they cause. It's not about feeling sorry for Jesus for suffering. It's about self-reflection. We believe that we do not have a choice to stop the pain and suffering, but we do. Yet, we carry the cross without redefining its meaning in our lives or even stopping and thinking about us carrying it. The representation of Jesus crucified goes beyond a man on the cross. It's about you. It's about me. If we choose to see it as such, there is more underneath the surface. Jesus is showing you your life. It doesn't mean that your life must look like his in the physical world. But how about your inner world? The wounds we carry and the suffering we go through, the burden we carry and the potential of death and rebirth in the spiritual realm is represented in his story. Finally, after 30 years of just listening to others idolize the story of the man, I can finally understand it. And it has a purpose in my life. I get it because I figured it out with the help of others who were not stuck in the narrative. Anything has meaning if you give it meaning, but be aware that it must serve a purpose in your life. It needs to make you look within, not without. We have put on a pedestal statues and ideas, and we never went through our own dark night of the soul. We never went through the tower moment, that destruction of the false self. 
we never did the actual work. We pretended to do the work, and it served a purpose. Eckhart Tolle talks about the dark night of the soul as his state of depression where you feel lost and in the dark. I know what he means because I had to go through that as well. He says, and I quote, It's a term used to describe what one could call a collapse of a perceived meaning in life, an eruption into your life of a deep sense of meaninglessness. The inner state in some cases is very close to what is conventionally called depression. Nothing makes sense anymore. There's no purpose to anything. Sometimes it's triggered by some external event, or you had built up your life and given it meaning, and the meaning that you had given your life, your activities, your achievements, where you're going, what is considered important, and the meaning that you had given your life for some reason collapses. Really, what has collapsed, then, is the whole conceptual framework for your life, the meaning that your mind had given it. So that results in a dark place. There is the possibility that you emerge out of that into a transformed state of consciousness. Life has meaning again, but it's no longer a conceptual meaning that you can necessarily explain. Quite often, it's from there that people awaken out of their conceptual sense of reality, which has collapsed. The dark night of the soul is a kind of death that you die. What dies is the egoic sense of self. Of course, death is always painful, but nothing real has actually died there. Often, it is a part of the awakening process, the death of the old self and the birth of the true self. You're meant to arrive at a place of conceptual meaninglessness, or one could say a state of ignorance, where things lose the meaning that you had given them, which was all conditioned and cultural and so on. Then you can look upon the world without imposing the mind-made framework of meaning. You look upon events, people, and so on with a deep sense of aliveness. You sense the aliveness through your own sense of aliveness. But you are not trying to fit your experience into a conceptual framework anymore. So, it's the Matrix. Imagine you being Neo and having to one day wake up and realize that everyone else is asleep. Everything is an illusion, a lie. But do not get caught up on the details of what happens in the movie. Go beyond that. Just like in the story of Yeshua's life, it shows us the potential of something in us. He's like you and me. Work towards that, however that may look in your life. Do not try to fit an idea or concept into your life. Work from the inside out. First and foremost, heal. You cannot pretend to already be healed and everything being fine and at the same time try to understand these words. Go step by step. Understand yourself so that you can understand it all. Heal and let go so that your perception of the world and your vision is crystal clear. Let go of the past and your ideas of what life should be so that you can be open and available to what is. For many generations, the idea of family and material wealth has been perpetuated as the ultimate success. When you die, your soul keeps going. If the most important things in life were objects and ownership, then why aren't you taking that with you? Why were the spiritual leaders that we talk about today poor? Does this mean that you shouldn't earn a living and purchase things? No. 
It just means that the importance we give to the material realm takes a backseat and we begin to want less and experience more. Going through the healing process and journey is not fun at all. It's not a vacation time where you can chant and meditate only. It's about going down to the gutter and cleaning that mess because it stinks. And it's necessary. You must experience the pain and heal so that you can embody joy. The earth experience is a moment in time in our lives. It's just a small fraction of the eternity of the soul. But I cannot convince you of that. You must experience it. I cannot convince you of something, nor I care to do so. I am not pushing any agendas. I am merely sharing with you my experience in hopes that it serves you on your journey. It's because of the extremes we live in that these conversations are needed to bring back the balance. People living for companies that would replace them in two seconds is what is worrisome. People investing their lives to accumulate wealth without living is what helps perpetuate the burnout culture. When everything is said and done, you will find that no one cares about you and your life. I am not saying this lightly. I mean it. We live for others. We think we don't, but we do. We live for the opinions of others. And we have internalized these opinions as ours. And those who taught us to care about what others think will die. So we will be working towards nothing. We do not really care about our companies as much as we believe. We care about the opinion of someone else. We care about status, money. We use others as a mean to our end. That is the reality. And again, you are replaceable because no one cares. If you make a mistake, your family will condemn you, friends possibly, partners. So I'm asking for you to care about yourself so that even alone, you can stay grounded and powerful. I have accepted that really no one cares, and it's not about resentment, it's about the truth. When the chips are down, you must figure it out on your own. People in general use this as a, as a topic of conversation, which is what my grandma has done with her kids. And that is why for the longest, her kids carried the burden and responsibility to make her happy with their accomplishments, and then that happened to me. But they are not going to stay here forever, so... Stop living for others to approve of you and your actions. Stop looking for mom and dad. They are not coming back. Alive or dead, they cannot give you what they didn't when they had the chance. You must accept these truths so that you can grieve what was and wasn't. Go through your own dark night of the soul. Understand that it's okay to be alone. And take responsibility for your own inner growth. Do the work. Stop looking outside of yourself. Trust me, there's nothing out there for you. It's all in you. There is nothing out there that can make you happy, feel complete, feel loved, feel joy. It must come from within. If we keep depending on our family members, partners, friends, etc. to validate, complete, and approve everything we do and say, then we will be lost until the end. How can people who are lost expect me to follow their guidelines and not be lost myself? Cry it out. Cry with a purpose. Be honest and humble enough to say that it still hurts. Be comfortable enough to speak your truth. 
Be wise enough to understand that you do not know so that you can know something, anything. Through the dark night of the soul, the moment where everything collapses, you can find the light. In hopelessness, there is hope. In acknowledging that you are lost, you can find yourself. But it's up to you. You get to choose how you will live your life. No more listening to others. Choose and stand firm in your choice. Make a decision, make your commitment, and stand behind it. Whatever that may be, whether it's choosing to wake up or not, but stop playing the victim. If you choose the material realm, own it. If you choose to heal and wake up, own it. Understand what you're choosing and go ahead and live your best life. But for those who are still on the fence, I hope these words reach you someday. To those who have felt lost and alone, Trust that there are others like you, and maybe in that state of being, you can find yourself because at least you understand that no matter what surrounds you and what you own, life still feels off. Therefore, the question might be, why do I feel like something is missing? There is a piece of the puzzle that's not right. That is where the light comes through and teaches you. That is where the light comes through and shows you the way. Only if you're open to it. Are you open to the experience? Thank you for sticking through the end. Season 5, episode 15. We are done. This is it. Of course, for a while, you know how it is. A break in between seasons. There is a lot to digest. If you're interested in listening to other episodes, feel free. They are all available for free. If this information has served you, share it with a friend. I will link the Eckhart Tolle article about the Dark Knight of the Soul and his books if you're open and interested in reading them. The only thing I can do is share with you my experience. That's all. I have my words and my life, nothing more, nothing less. Be open and honest. Enjoy the rest of the summer, and I will be back sooner than you think. Enjoy life. Enjoy the journey. Do not try to figure it all out at once. Let it be. We do not know what tomorrow holds. We don't need to know. Do not let life pass you by. Stop complaining. Stop fighting. Stop dismissing yourself and others. Stop it. Learn about yourself. Do not ever let anyone tell you lies about who you are. And do not dare to believe them for a second. The biggest gift in this life is the journey. Make of it what you wish. Choose wisely. Tomorrow is not promised, so pay attention and live today. And with that, I say till next time. Bye.